0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. I'm taking a day off. We're airing a rerun today. I'll be back live tomorrow. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, June the 28th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On June 28, 1919, the Treaty of Versailles was signed in France, ending the First World War. Today, in 1838, Britain's Queen Queen Victoria was crowned in Westminster Abbey. Today, in 1863, during the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln appointed Major General George Meade, the new commander of the Army of the Potomac, following the resignation of Major General Joseph Hooker. Today, in 1939, Pan Pan American Airways, Pan Am, uh, began regular transatlantic air air service with a flight that departed New York for Marseille, France. I flew on Pan Am a lot when I was involved in missionary work all over the world. They were great back in those days. I always felt like it was a little piece of home of America when I was traveling in often third world countries. Get on a Pan Am airplane and you kind of felt like you were home for a little while, at least in those days. At least that's how I felt. Today in 1940, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Alien Registration Act. That required every alien adult to be registered and fingerprinted. Roosevelt was a Democrat, you'll recall. Can you imagine if a Republican would try that? We won't even go there this morning. Today in 2010, the Supreme Court ruled 5-4 to that Americans had the right to own a gun for self-defense anywhere they lived. Oh my! On the heels of a an announcement by the Walt Disney Company, they're working on a German series. It's about a teenage girl who has a rendezvous, a sexual encounter with the devil. She has a becomes impregnated by the devil. That's a reflection of an old story that was done back Charles. That's what triggered Charles Manson and his killing spree back in the 70s. But Disney's done it again. They're working on it. It isn't completed yet, but they're announcing that it soon will be completed. They're going to release it in Germany. <laughs> Despite a bunch of theatrical releases by Disney this just in the last month or so, including four films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one Hollywood analysis is showing that Disney has suffered revenue losses nearly 900 million dollars this is just in the last few months this analyst is valiant renegade they're they're not a they're not really left or right i mean they probably they are everybody believes something but what they do is they analyze the film industry and i don't pay a lot of attention to them anymore i used to more in the past but they they just watch the entertainment industry and the films that come out and so on, and do they make money or lose money? And I suppose their investors would read them very carefully, but they're pretty well known in that industry. But they came out with this article and they said Disney continues to miss the mark with every studio that they have. Said the films that precipitated the reported cash flow crisis were in order of release: Lightyear, Thor, Love and and. Thunder, Strange World, Black Panther, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, The Little Mermaid, and Elemental. According to this valiant renegade, the series of movies cost Disney a collective $2.75 billion to bring to market. Altogether, the films earned $1.86 billion, leaving the entertainment giant, at least once a giant, with $890 million shortfall, a loss. Interesting. I do take some joy in that. I, I do. Um, I think that Disney, Walt Disney won the hearts of America for a couple of generations because he was family-focused. Whatever he happened to believe in his heart, and I think he was a family man, in fact, the sto- what I've read about him <clears throat> all indicates that. He really wanted to create a family-oriented theme center, not a Christian one, but wholesome family. And Christians were attracted in mass by the millions, by the hundreds of millions. We all were. We loved Disneyland. I mean, that was the great place to go. Spring break, vacation, whatever. But I'll tell you, everything changed when Walt Disney was out of the picture. And his children and his children's children have tremendous influence in that company. And they have taken that company in a direction that Walt Disney, I'm certain in my heart, would never have agreed to. In fact, there's talk in the industry. I was reading an article yesterday, and there's talk in the industry that... um, the the leadership of Disney now, and they're greatly influenced by the, by family that own a bunch of stock of, of course in the, in their Disney uh, corporation. They're being influenced to go to abandon their, their old market, meaning (laughs) you and me, I think, and to go for a more, um, uh, a more progressive, a more hip uh, market. Because that's where the country is going, and that's where they'll be right on target over the next five to ten years. And there's a whole bunch around that, but there, that's being discussed in the industry. I found it very interesting. I hope they lose big time because they have, they have influenced too many people in, in a wrong direction, in my view. So I, I take joy in the fact that it isn't working for them, and I hope it never works for them until they straighten up and get their act right, or go away. That would be my take on that. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Classes have shut down for the most part. Kids are out for the long, fun summer, which is (laughs) about a couple of months. Everyone takes a deep breath, puts school aside at least for a month or two. Experts are encouraging parents to take this time to think seriously about education during the summer break. Uh, But I don't want to think about it. The experts say we should be Christian parents and donors. People who are giving a lot of money to Christian schools and other schools that they think are Christian are being advised to closely examine schools of higher education that claim the name of Christ because some of those institutions are in fact not holding the scriptural truth. We've been pretty consistent on this program. I've talked about it because I've been involved in education in the past. And I, I have a real burden for this because I've seen where education started in America. I've read pretty extensively uh, Noah Webster and those and I'll have, if we have time I'll talk a little bit about him today but I've seen where we've come from in relatively short time less than 300 years I I have seen what has happened to our country and the heart of it is found in education That's the root of the evil in our culture today and it didn't start out that way. But sometimes, particularly people of older age, more mature, you know, over 40, sometimes we think that something we started supporting 50 years ago or 20 years ago, like a a college or university, is still that same school. And unfortunately, they're not. And we need to be informed. And that's what just not myself, but many are saying about where we are today in our nation. And as American Family Network reported back uh, last week or so, we discussed it on the radio program as well. The Promise Keepers had planned to host an event this year at Belmont University in Nashville. Belmont is always uh, recognized, I don't know about always, but almost always recognized as a, quote, Christian, unquote, university. Well, they're not. They're in Nashville was to be one of the stops of the ministry's Daring Faith, the Promise Keepers, events. They were also planning and have planned. They're in Houston, Memphis, New York City. They're doing these things. I think it's great. I'm glad they're doing that. I believe in what they're doing. But (laughs) their stop in Nashville became a problem. Became a problem after the men's ministry rejected Pride Month, of all things. They made it clear that they hold to a biblical definition of marriage, one man, one woman. Belmont didn't like that, so they abruptly broke the contract. There is talk that maybe they illegally broke the contract. But they said it's their values, Belmont, Christian University, supposedly, said their values don't align with those of Promise Keepers. Why would any Christian university's values not align with those of Promise Keepers in regards to marriage being between a man and a woman? It's because they have drifted far from the faith that they were founded upon. In their statement, Promise Keepers said this. They said, We will not stand on the sidelines and remain quiet, as fathers, husbands, grandfathers, and young men We see the dangers of gender ideology and the harm it causes. At Promise Keepers, we affirm that God made human beings in his image to reflect him. He created male and female with equal worth and dignity. And there was no mistake in that design. And they note Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 and Mark chapter 10 verse 6. Promise Keepers goes on to say, in our present day, men and women are increasingly confused about their identities. We all know that. Continuing, quote, biological identity has been severed as separate from gender identity, while children across the United States are actively indoctrinated into intense internal turmoil about who they really are. That's true. What's behind this change? Throughout history, humans have traditionally looked to God, the church, and their families as their starting points for identity. This is still the statement from Promise Keepers. Continuing, now our culture has decided each person must decide his or her own identity by looking inward, which leads to isolation, loneliness, and confusion. At Promise Keepers, we believe it is more important than ever to stand up boldly for what we believe as Christians. God's word is very clear on this topic, and we also see the way gender ideology has damaged lives, mutilated bodies, and torn apart families in our own communities. End of quote. That's all true. I mean, it's obviously true. So-called Christian schools are not aligning with this, with this promise keepers statement. And it's bigger than promise keepers. It isn't just promise keepers. It's all of us. It's all of us. They are not holding fast the profession of their faith. They're wavering. They're moving against what it is that the Lord has called us all to be, as if we are to be Christians. So-called Christian schools are not aligning with their values because they've replaced them with a secular worldview and secular values. And that's why we talk consistently about that on this program. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What we begin to believe in our heart, we become. God says so, and God made us. It's sad, but it's true. It touches every part of our life, but nowhere is it more obvious than in what once once was a beautiful model of public education in its beginning, in its founding. For example, in Texas, Christian. Church Disciples of Christ-affiliated Texas Christian University is offering a course called The Queer Art of Drag. People are send, s- spending 40 dollars $60,000, $75,000 a year to send their kid there. They go, well, Texas Christian, that's a Christian school. No, it isn't. Not at all. The class syllabus states that students will create their personas through a drag vision board, engage in, engage in self-reflection, and assemble a collage of images to gain inspiration. Texas Christian, I thought our inspiration came from the Lord. Oh no. We're to assemble a collage of images around this whole nonsense of queerness. It's perversion. It's idiocy. They're also required to read commentaries such as the gender binary is a tool of white supremacy. Like Kravitz Marshall. Kravitz Marshall is a nutcase. Each student must produce a one to two minute solo drag performance to be recorded, edited, and shared with an open audience at TCU's annual night of drag. And that was back on in April, April 21st. But that was a requirement. Texas Christian University. Man, I wish they'd dropped the Christian and just be straight with the public, but oh no, they can't do that. There's too many people supporting them, supporting their endowment fund, because they're Christian. Jonathan Covey is with an organization called Texas Values. He said it's reprehensible. He said those who feel like they have to bow to the woke crowd are essentially cowards. They're afraid of what might happen if they don't pander to the Dylan Mulvaney's of the world. And I think they should let Bud Light and Target and Maybelline all be a tale of caution for them. He said they don't want to be on the wrong side of history, but they are right now. I agree. Meanwhile, Texas tech university, the university of North Texas are offering classes on witches. At least they don't have Christian in their name. They're offering classes on witches, witchcraft, black magic courses of a similar vein are offered by upper education nationwide. I see it everywhere I look, and I do a lot of research for this program. Everywhere I look, this I, I get sick of seeing this, but it's everywhere. America is possessed with this whole nonsense of genderism. It's a religion. We used to be a country based on independent thinking, based upon logic, based upon a mission, a focus of academics. Now we're a country that's just teaching you that you can't disagree with the popular culture ideology or you'll pay. In some way, they'll figure out how to make you pay. During a recent interview with the Christian broadcasting network, CBN, Promise Keeper's President Ken Harrison, he said that many colleges are hiding their unchristian values. He said they purposefully hide them. He said the reason they do this is that they show up claiming we're still Christian because they're donors some of whom are 70 and 80 years old, are giving back to schools that they think are teaching scripture and scriptural values. Then, then over, over here, they're teaching absolute garbage, critical race theory, gender stuff. He said all of this stuff. Harrison is warning donors and parents to do their homework, and I would echo that. There are lots of people giving tens of millions of dollars to these Christian schools that are not teaching Christ. They're not Christian. They were in their founding, but they're not now. Don't give what God has given you to these people. Do some research. Schools like Belmont and others need to make up their minds. Choose you this day whom you will serve. You can't serve two masters. The Bible is very clear on that. They need to decide whether they're going to be a Christian or not. They're certainly not now or not in their actions. They can't have it both ways. The book of James says, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? That's basic Christianity. You can't be Christian and non-Christian simultaneously. Some observers argue that Belmont deserves to be disgraced and sued. My first reaction to that was, I wish they would. But that, on second thought, that probably isn't the right thing to do. But there are those that are encouraging some to do that, particularly promise keepers. I don't know what they'll do, but it occurred to me. A lot of people have been calling Belmont University to get a statement. They're not returning any of the calls. They created a firestorm with people whom they consider Be their allies. The Federalist published a recent article. It's titled Parents Fleeing Public Schools. No, there's no such thing as a values neutral education. That's a long title, but the Federalist published that just a couple of days ago. The article has a great deal to do uh, with information regarding education, public and private. I would encourage you to read that article. Um, I I included it in something that I wrote on our website, faithandfreedom.us. That's faithandfreedom.us, not .com. When we started with the name Faith and Freedom in 2003 or 2004, I think maybe it was, um, there were really no organizations using that name in that way. But now there's all kinds of them out there. I'm not suggesting they copied us, but I mean, they're using them. And so there's a lot of confusion. And that's why we recently, this past year, uh, legally put my name on it as well, because people would say, wow, I, I tried to get on your website and I ended up on this Muslim website. It was happening. And there are college, there's a college now that's called Faith and Freedom, and that's the way they present themselves. There's an organization, Ralph Reed's organization in the East. Uh, he's taken up that name. And so on, which is fine. I mean, it's a little confusing, but uh, it's fine. But we just be sure it's faithandfreedom.us. That is us. That's ours. So check it out. This article uh, is very informative. And I I don't want to go through it today on the program for lack of time. But in one section of the piece, the Federalist article says schools transmit values. They said a growing social science literature uh, documents the role uh, uh, documents the role that the schools have played in transmitting cultural values, ranging from religion to assimilating immigrants to the majority culture. While people can argue about specific cases, it seems plain that parents care about the values their children adopt and want more control over it, and that's the basis for their article. It isn't necessarily Christian, but it is written from a conservative point of view, and it goes into a lot of things. But the point they're making is that value, values do matter, that they are important questions about which values and who decides on those. They used an example. They said in 2004, China reformed its curriculum with new textbooks and rolled that curriculum out incrementally across its provinces. Research shows, they say, that even at Peking University, a university known for being critical of the Chinese state and the communists, the new curriculum moved beliefs about democracy by 25% of a standard deviation toward the position favored by the Chinese state. In other words, fiddling with education causes people to believe different things. And in this case, the 25% increase in people who favored communist China the government. So the truth is that no such thing as a value neutral education exists. And that's my point. And there's much more, but you you can read that if you want to. Noah excuse me. Noah Webster generally recognized was recognized as the father of public education in America. He once said the Bible was America's basic textbook in all fields. It was. It really was. And then McGuffey readers came along. I have a whole set of those from the primer of the first grade up through, I think it's the sixth or seventh grade. And I, was, I pulled one of them today. I brought it with me here. And um, let me just share. This is for first graders. I know it was another time, and this is now, and that was then, and so on. But here's what they're teaching. I'm reading. I have the reader in my hand. It says, do you know, it says to the child, it says, did you see that tall tree? Long ago it sprang up from a small nut. Do you know who made it to do so? It was God, my child. God made the world and all things in it. He made the sun to light the day and the moon to shine at night. God shows that he loves us by all that he has done for us. Should we not then love him? And then he goes into a word pronunciation little thing here. Of words, Lord, smile, joys, first graders, joys, tear, nigh, mourn, griefs, woes, stars, say. Teaches them how to pronounce those and what kind of the context of what they mean. First graders. And then there's this poem. This is, no, this isn't for a Christian school. This is public education. When the stars are set of, when the stars have set of sun, Watch you from on high, when the light of morn has come, think the Lord is nigh. All you do and all you say, he can see and hear. When you work and when you play, think the Lord is near. All your joys and griefs he knows, sees each smile and tear. When to him you tell your woes, know the Lord is near. And then there's slate exercises that follow that, meaning like blackboard, like a slate. And they learn how to make these words, an N and a U, N U N, U R N, and so on. What happened to us? No, that's not a Christian school. That's not a church school. That's public education. It's sad. But that's where we are today. And we need to take take this summer and look at school as it relates to your family what are you going to do about it? One of the pilgrims' greatest passions next to religious freedom was the education of their young. Not so they could be progressive, but so they could read the Bible for themselves. Prior to that period of history, most people heard from God secondhand. If they heard from him at all, through their priests, their divine Bible teachers, whatever. But now for the first time, God could speak directly, even to the common man, if he could read. And for that reason, schools committed to teaching and reading sprang up almost as fast as the villages did in colonial America. For that reason, schools committed to teaching reading and many of the first teachers were ministers. As long as the town had a minister, the people had a teacher for their young. No one suggested the Bible was not an appropriate textbook in the community or the common school. It was automatically found in the many Church-sponsored schools as well. There was no distinction. Education was education. And it was based on truth. Harvard was founded in 1636. Princeton, by a minister, Reverend Harvard. Princeton, 1748, originally named the College of New Jersey. Yale in 1701. These three colleges, more than others, became the the headwaters for colonial education. And it was all Bible-based. That's why Noah Webster was making the statements that he made. I quoted him a few moments ago. It was just assumed. There was a Christian consensus in America. It wasn't like we've got to separate, we got to rip apart church and state and all of this. None of that was going on. Because the guys that founded America didn't believe that. It's the progressives of today that believe it, and they're tearing apart this nation. And they are destroying the culture, and they're destroying the first graders. The first graders are not learning that a tree came from a nut and God made the nut that grew the tree. They're learning that they might be a boy when they're really a girl. They're learning all of this perversity and insanity. And they're wanting to destroy their little bodies so they can become something that God did not intend them to be. That's what's going on in this nation. God help us to speak up and tell the truth, even if it's not wanted In the culture, and it's not. I'm out of time. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow.